0: Robots Radio, games, lore, stories, community. Just press play. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the absolute best and easiest way to host your podcast. And get paid for it by running ads just like these. And take it from me, I've hosted at least seven of my podcasts on Anchor.fm. I recommend it to every show on our network. And other hosts are going to charge you upwards of $100 every year just to run your podcast on their host. Anchor.fm does it for free. So go check out Anchor.fm for more information. to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the Cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. Welcome back, cyberpunks. This is the Cyberpunk Lorecast, and I'm your host, Tom, or Robots as usual, and we are back with another episode this week about the trauma team and a bunch of news, and with me as usual, my co-host, Logan. Logan, welcome back. How's it going, buddy?
1: Good. How's it going? We're having fun.
0: Yay! <laughs> Good. Yay, we're having fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> so you and I have been nerding out about uh, the art book, the cyberpunk art book history of cyberpunk or whatever it's called and then also the trauma team comic book which we both picked up and have been dying to talk spoilers on stream but we're not going to do that today we're going to hold off on that maybe we will do a segment next week that will be like spoilers but we'll only put it out for patrons so that it doesn't end up on the main feed so it doesn't nobody's tempted to spoil it and that kind of thing but if you are interested in You know being a patron and hearing spoilers you have the choice of listening to it Um, So mentioned something like that. We're still kind of playing with plans right now Um, But we have we have trauma team to talk about today. We also have some news Obviously, there's more news out there about things going on at CD project red and some other some other details There's a trailer that came out. So we'll be getting to that stuff at the end the second half of the show But let's uh, let's kick this off Um, To start this off. Let's define the trauma team Because the Trauma Team is an organization that has been part of the cyberpunk universe, uh, I believe, since cyberpunk 2020 from the source book. And in the source book, it it is quoted as saying, Trauma Team Incorporated, so they are a company. One of the most powerful corporations of the cyber age is the Trauma Team, a bonded and licensed paramedical franchise. Now, let me let me go back. Let's pause there. Paramedical. Not paramilitary, right? Like we have, we know Arasaka, we know Militech, we know these companies that are basically their own paramilitary forces, right? They have security teams and those kinds of things. But really, if they wanted to, and they have, deploy their own nefarious squads, uh, you know, armies, basically, against whoever, they could do that. They have paramilitary forces. This is a paramedical franchise, Um, It continues and says operating throughout the US Canada and parts of Europe these crack Ambulance units are specifically designed to get to the scene of a fatality within seven minutes or your money back this is what we're talking about today and um, Logan I find this to be one of the most unique and interesting parts of the cyberpunk world so far What do you think
1: yeah? it's it's kind of cool I, I love the idea that you know healthcare is taken to the extreme you know and like before they would you would call an ambulance and they'd send out like a fire department and you know you'd have the ambulance come with them to administer any kind of help now it's just the ambulance but instead of a fire fire truck you're getting a fire team with it and it's <laughs> kind of t- crazy <laughs> why well, get a fire truck when you can have a fire team yeah yeah you know you get armed escorts you get uh paramedics to to come help you but it's it's not like a it's not just a, a service that you have you know we see a lot of um companies nowadays kind of using using outsourced or hospitals using outsourced outs wow i can't talk today. today yeah i gotta outsourced re- <laughs> <laughs> ambulances to uh, to help get people to hospitals and stuff and this is just taken to like the nth level you know they just took the concept of uh, you know private companies uh, escorting people to the hospital you know with with uh, medical help and they just ramped it up so it's really kind of I don't know it's it's cool but at the same time it's kind of scary uh, you know your your life is on the line depending on how much you invest in yourself and if you can invest in yourself like I feel kind of bad for the people that can't afford trauma teams so <laughs> yeah I yeah ready to dive into this yeah yeah there's a, there's, there's
0: some details around exactly what it costs to have trauma team come help you out and how that works Um, and we'll, we'll get into some questions later on in the show about the kinds of people that would employ trauma team and really just the thing I find most interesting about this is the need for something like this the world has come to a place where you might need a military escort for your ambulance and medical team in order to Save you in a moment of crisis because sometimes things are just that bad. That is kind of amazing. It's kind of this crazy idea. Um, Also, we're going to talk about a little bit about the kinds of people who might actually sign up to be part of Trauma Team. So, let's get into the overview. I'm pulling this from the fandom.com wiki. They do a pretty good job here summarizing um, some of the points from some of the original sources. Each of the sources is cited, so if you wanted to just look up Trauma Team on the fandom.com wiki, you could do that. And then you can see which documents some of these uh, points come from. And let's just read through it here. In 2020, trauma. <laughs> I can't talk now. Trauma. <laughs> trauma teams boosted over a dozen trauma teams on call at any time in any major city. Trauma team also has a large medical hospital in Night City. They can also be found overseas as Trauma Team Japan, located in Tokyo. Made up of the best paramedical techs and staff available, the teams comprised of a driver, two security offers, a senior med techie, and an assistant, all traveling with an heavily armored AV4 supported by mobile tanker trucks and ground refueling stations. So some of those vehicles we, we noted a few episodes ago would be some of the vehicles that... Somebody like trauma team would use in order to get within seven minutes to the scene of a, of a crime or uh, to a, a medical situation in order to, you know, basically bust through whatever forces were there in order to show up and take care of the person that they are supposed to be taking care of. The AV four itself carries the most sophisticated reviving and life support technology available to the corporation, such as a mobile cryo tank cryo tank. So, like your arm gets severed, you can just like freeze your arm and yourself and in order to get back to the hospital to put it back on is I'm assuming the kinds of things that you can do with a cryo tank.
1: Really kind of cool stuff. I, I like the idea that they that they could basically put you in stasis until however long they need to to be able to like their whole job is to save your life and they're willing to go to whatever possible means are, are available to them including a mobile cryo tank yeah you know, armored vehicle just to be able to get you uh, alive and that you know better for worse that could be you know if you're fighting any kind of bosses in 2077 who knows you may be getting that boss down the last little inch of life and you know he hits the trauma team button on his shoulder or something and then poof he's gone trauma team comes in now you got to fight trauma team yeah to 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 try and kill this boss like right and never thought about it until we got into this
0: yeah well that's that's the thing is that this is this is like a mercenary group. I mean, really, without being called mercenaries, this is basically a mercenary group. It doesn't matter if the the person that they are serving is a good person or an evil person or has some sort of agenda or or whatever. They they are paid. This is a capitalist. This is this is a corporation. Like they, they get paid to do a thing, and when they are needed, they come out and they do the thing, and they're supposed to do it well in order to get paid. That's it. There's no, there's no moral yeah. judgment. There's no like this person is, is this person is whose life is in danger needs your help. But they show up. If you shoot at them, they shoot back. <laughs> like because they yeah. have one job is to get that person out of there and keep them alive. That's it. Um, so it's, yeah, they could show up for bad guys I, in the game.
1: Who knows? I just had a, a crazy thought. So what if what if you are. Getting into a fight with someone like a shootout and the person that you're shooting at gets mortally wounded and it triggers trauma team uh but as he's like you know trying to trying to to call in trauma team he lobs a grenade or something and one of his buddies uh is manages to end up like hitting you mortally and then you decide to call in trauma team too does the same team team fight trauma team <laughs> yeah, like Do you get two how does different that trauma that team
0: squads? Yeah, how does that work? Uh, I don't know. Um, here, let's let's keep digging into this. Um, so I love the way that you actually summon these. Summon by dialing 911 on any phone. So they are tied directly into the emergency services system. At this point, trauma teams automatically bill the caller from the moment the call is made until delivery to the hospital, tracing the origin of the call to its source. So you just have to dial and they will know exactly where you are and they will show up. Right. Future technology. Dead man transmitters also exist, such as credit cards known as trauma cards, able to be bent in half with a 20-mile signal, allowing trauma team response within the moment the victim falls into a comatose state. Trauma cards are able to be transferred so long as the owner of the card is present to sign off on trauma team's arrival. So, <laughs> basically, you're Ooh. in a situation you just bend the card, boom, they're they're notified within 20 miles of of where you are.
1: Um, you know. Can I can I pause on that? Sure. That's an interesting prospect. There. There's there's some caveats to that card that that raise some interesting concerns. So, in this instance, it's talking about that the trauma card can be transferred as long as the original owner is there to sign off on that, which means you can't just hand you know someone a trauma team card and send them off on a suicide mission and let them you know snap the card like you would have to be there to sign off on it when trauma teams arrive which means you'd have to be with them which means the only way that this card would be able to be transferred is if you have a card and one of your buddies goes down and he doesn't have trauma team and you want to use your card on him Mm -hmm. you'd have to be there to sign off on that
0: Yeah, um, trauma cards are able to be transferred so long as the owner of the card is present to sign off upon trauma team arrival. So, yes, it would be during the moment that they are needed specifically.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. So it's it's not just like a get out of jail free card that any boss can hand to a goon. No, they would. The boss would have to actually be there unless it was like a captain and the boss had like a team and the captain went with the team. And the captain had a certain number of cards for each team member. Sorry. I don't know yeah. why I'm trying to just work kinda, that out. On just on. play through
0: it. I mean, you could if you if you were a wealthy <laughs> enough organization, you could just buy indiv- cards individually for all of your employees and they could all have their own uh, insurance policies, basically, if you wanted. Um, yeah. But if they didn't, you would have to be there in order for you to get billed for the service for you, the person that you're trying to help. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, so it goes on in the event of a trauma team alert The nearest team goes airborne and hones in on the last known location of the caller The pilot drops in as close as possible and the security officers secure the area should a firefight occur or be ongoing when they arrive This very much is a thing where I would think in a lot of cases the firefight's probably ongoing when they arrive utilizing their weapons or the AV force twin autocannon once the patient is loaded onto the AV4 they're hooked up to life support and biomonitors as well as cryogenically stabilized so they are just put into a a state where they are reduced in temperature and stabilized in order to take care of what they need to take care of Surgery is performed on the most crucial wounds while a specialist uses various methods to heal the patient. As the pilot takes the AV4 to the nearest emergency room, this process takes approximately four minutes. <laughs> four minutes, man. Just in, within seven minutes, I believe was the original number that I read. Um, and then, yeah, and then get to the person, firefight. So however long that takes, grab the person, back to the AV4 four minutes to the hospital Just in out While responsible for reviving the stabilize and stabilizing any critical wounded critically wounded patients trauma teams are under no obligation to transport casualties to a hospital with rates of a hundred euro dollars per minute most trauma team services are part of corporate group insurance policies or individual trauma team international accounts with 500 European uh, dollars monthly premiums and we're going to get into this in the next section the, the costs of coverage here so so that's how it works. Any other thoughts on this before we move into the different types of coverage?
1: It's just crazy that uh, one thing that I did. No, I guess I I kind of I guess it was European dollars. I always thought they called them Eddie's, but it kind of makes sense. that They would call it Eddie's from Euro dollar. So I was I was yeah, confusing that's myself. A, that's like a good I
0: question. Thought. I think we should probably dig into that in a future episode. How do the money situation actually works here?
1: Yeah. But, um, yeah as far as the team goes i think it's it's surprising because i think as we were kind of discovering uh johnny silverhand's life and kind of going through that in prior episodes it's clear that the media that was working with johnny uh when he got attacked the first time that it was uh his trauma team card that he used and signed off on Mm -hmm. to save johnny when he was attacked in that in that uh johnny saved off on to save johnny no, that the media, the media uh, I can't, I think it's the media signed Thompson, oh, I think yes, was his Yes, name.
0: yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, yes, I recall that now. Yeah.
1: Um, so kind of cool <clears throat> that, that this is even a thing, but yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We've well, got a question in here from chat. Uh, cyber, or I'm sorry, zombie killer asks, okay, but how would the paramedics or trauma team use a de- defibrillator? Um, on, the, on a cyborg heart. They would probably have different equipment depending on what, if you had uh, physical body parts or if you had um, cyber body parts that needed repairing. So, good question.
1: One of the one of the things that they that we have seen just based on the uh the in gameplay cinematic that we got two years ago when they did the 40-minute trailer was uh jackie and v were busting into an apartment complex uh that some scrappers had had Mm -hmm. uh and they were kind of looking at some of the bodies that they'd been chewing up for the sake of uh like like trying to trying to salvage body parts off of random people and the the woman that they were going in after um um, had a had a blocker chip. In her in, uh, put into her, so that trauma team couldn't respond. And as soon as they pulled it out and broke it, uh, trauma team locked onto her position. But V actually jacked into her and got her vitals uh, right on the spot um, as as they pulled her out of the the ice cube uh, filled tub. So I would imagine trauma team, if it was say like a cybernetic heart, they would just jack into the person, get the vitals, get all the information, and then be able to uh, assert. Uh, like decide whether or not they were actually going to be able to use like a defibrillator or they were going to have to use something else to kind of reboot the cybernetic heart or, you know, whatever they have to do to, to keep it pumping.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of different ways that they can, uh, solve those things. And a lot of things that could go wrong depending on the complications of your physical setup, you know, what parts of you are human still and what parts of you are cybernetic and how do they interface? Um, I'm sure that people who work on trauma team and specifically medics who have, and, and this is why they have um, in the in, in the list of individuals here, you have a um, emergency medical technician, but then you also have a, where was it listed? Um, uh, a med techie, a senior med techie. Mm-hmm. So you have somebody on both sides, you have somebody who's more able to handle the physical you know, human body parts, and then somebody who's, who can also handle the cybernetic body parts. And I'm sure they work together in order to coordinate the saving of the body if needed. Um, assuming that they make it out of the situation alive and that they're both there to help the person upon extraction, because obviously if they're coming into a hot situation with fighting going on, all of the teams, all of the members of the team may not make it in and out. That's one of the risks of being part of the trauma team, is that you're going to come under fire. So, there are different levels of coverage, and trying to understand how much money this is is a little bit difficult, because we don't live in the game right now, and the world of cyberpunk takes place across multiple years, and... We're talking you know all this is funny money right now, but we can compare the amounts to the amounts for the other levels of coverage So let's uh, we'll dig into this and we'll kind of come up with some estimations for how this makes sense So the lowest level of coverage you can have with trauma team is full-body life coverage and this all comes from uh, cyberpunk 2020 Uh, this plan costs either $500 per month or $5550 for a yearly discounted plan In the event that a trauma team is dispatched, the customer patient also has to pay $100 for every minute until arrival at the nearest corporate hospital. So assuming they in and out in 15 minutes, that's $1,500. If things go south and it takes them longer, that could be considerably more amounts of money. Finally, the customer slash patient also has to pay for the cost of all ammunition that the trauma team fired, (laughs) all of the fuel that was used, and has to pay for any equipment or personnel damage. If the trauma team is not able to reach the customer within 10 minutes, the customer patient receives 50% off the cost of spent ammunition. So they get a discount. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. Sorry, we weren't there in 10 minutes. You get half off all the ammo we had to spend.
1: Probably they're delayed because they got in a firefight, right? You know, better, better, you know, a uh, warm body than a cold pizza in this instance. Uh, I, I'm willing to take the 50% off if, if they're a little bit late, but I'd rather not have to take the discount for the sake of keeping me alive. Right,
0: right. Yeah, it's kind of a, uh, well, I guess I'd rather just survive and pay it. If I'm, I mean, if you already have coverage for something like this, you might as well survive and pay it. Now, if this is something that comes with like your corporate, you know, bonuses, your benefits, then... Well, it doesn't really matter to you right but like if if you're paying this out of your own pocket holy crap <laughs> you know, please, please get there fast yeah. please don't spend a lot of ammo please get me out <laughs> to the hospital as quick as you can <laughs> um so that's the base level 500 dollars a month i i don't know that we could relate this directly to current money and say 500 dollars a month in current money i'm guessing that with the cost i mean think about it you're employing six professionals with high-tech equipment to on a moment's notice come into a very dangerous situation risk their lives and whisk you out of there and sustain your your existence basically using the top technology five hundred dollars a month in this situation can't be that cheap because that, That's you're getting a lot. Yeah, so that's already has to be a significant amount of money in this world Second level is corporate coverage slash corporate executive coverage. The corporate coverage plan costs fifteen hundred dollars a month, or sixteen thousand five hundred with the yearly discounted plan. The corporate executive coverage plan costs twelve thousand dollars per month, or a hundred and twenty thousand with a yearly discounted plan. <laughs> so, holy crap! Now we're moving up, right? Man. These plans promise a response time of seven minutes. The customer patient is taken to a corporate medical center upon pickup. The customer patient still has to pay for equipment and personnel damage. Um, the executive plan covers all ammo and fuel costs, but the customer slash patient still has to pay for any equipment or personnel damage. So the main benefit of this one is it's a guaranteed seven minutes. So my my kind of looking through the cracks here of what this actually means is if they get a call to move into a situation and it is extremely dangerous they will probably deploy more than just the 6-man team in order to meet that guarantee so significant more force is what i'm i'm basically reading yeah. in between the lines here what do you think yeah definitely
1: it's it's surprising just like the like how much more it costs just just between the difference between like a regular corporate coverage plan and and an executive coverage plan. I'm still stuck on that for some reason. Like I just yeah, it's so much. Well,
0: think about think about it. I saw uh, saw a thing today that showed the um, pay and benefits and bonuses for executives of airlines over the last year and the lowest one was in the tens of millions of dollars
1: oh my gosh like delta airlines yeah
0: delta airlines like the executive for delta airlines gets like 150 million dollars a year in um and pay is just a very small part of that but like uh stock bonuses all all sorts of things um so yeah so something like this as you know would play into that number This would be something that you would just, you know, like, and corporations are competing for CEOs, you know, they want to steal this, this dude from this corporation, move him over here. So they're going to say, okay, well, you know, we'll pay you this, but then we'll also give you the corporate executive, uh, you know, trauma team plan so that, you know, at a moment's notice, you're, you're going to be safe.
1: I'm curious uh, because I, I was and this is a slight detour, but I was watching some of the, um, the the reactions for cyberpunk, the people that got to play it, and they were talking about their experience on this. And um, uh, one of the guys from kind of funny was talking about his his experience as a corpo and one of the discussions that we've had in the past revolved around the idea of uh, being a corpo and having that corporate espionage and having to try and take out other corporate people. How does that work if one of your subordinates or one of your bosses is trying to kill one of the other people in the in the the corporate in the food company chain? Like, well, they yeah, probably like they probably the uh, coverage.
0: Well, they might have control over their uh, trauma team uh, plan. What if they cancel oh, it? Oh, yeah. Like, if you're in charge of somebody That's, else, you don't oh. have to fire them. You can just cancel coverage <laughs> and then take them oh. out. And then, they, you know, they, they pop their card or whatever, and nobody shows up. And they're like... Nothing happens. It's, it's the equivalent of, like, walking into oh. your office and sitting down at a computer and realizing that you can't log in. Because Man. you're about to be terminated, but... Nobody's told you yet. I actually worked for a company that that did this uh, one of the guys in the wow. office one of the higher-level guys uh, Came in came in one day sat down on his computer and corporate had closed his account that morning and He went to log in and then he went into the wow. yeah The the general manager's office and he was like why can't I log into my computer and the general manager was like oh I need to tell you something <laughs>
1: like man Oh. Now, see that is that is some noir stuff. Like if you if we're talking like in 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 cyberpunk where they just uh, they off you and the only way you find out is is your trauma team card is is revoked. Yeah, like that is yeah. some some dark noir style storytelling, and that's man i want to see that happen in game or in the story or something because that oh i can just imagine the moment of like the the realization the last like last few breaths you have you realize they're not coming you're like checking your watch and it's like it's been it's been seven minutes and they aren't there and you're like
0: that's when you realize that's who called in the team to off you was your boss
1: yeah like in that last moment you're like like the moment they
0: didn't cut it's been seven minutes they didn't come they didn't come
1: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like oh no. Up. Oh. Uh. Yeah, I've just been fired. Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were a oh, corporate douchebag. Man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is how they fire you in Cyberpunk
1: World. Oh man. Um that's that's if that's not in the game, I'm gonna be disappointed because we came up with that in <laughs> like ten minutes. Right. Cyberpunk, come on, make sure. Yeah, fulfill my dream.
0: Some funny side quest somewhere where you have a guy like, no, yeah. <laughs> Um, all you're right. Just so, walking
1: by a hallway.
0: <laughs> you're you're being led through like the corporate offices, and you see like a little a little side office where somebody just like off somebody, and the, and right before they do it, he goes, "Why no coverage?" <laughs> we all know what that is a reference to. Um, so that's not the highest Ugh. level. There's actually a level higher than that. So that was twelve thousand or one hundred twenty thousand per year for the corporate executive coverage. The highest level here is high priority coverage, which costs thirty. 34,000 per month and does not have a yearly discounted rate This plan comes with a gold trauma team incorporated card Which I'm wondering if we're gonna see any of these in-game like if you like see if somebody gets taken out and you look and what's what oh, Ryan's is a gold card, right? Um, the response time for this plan is three to five minutes Which trauma team claims is the fastest in the business once the customer slash patient is picked up They will be taken to a corporate hospital instead of a medical center All ammunition and fuel costs are covered, but the customer slash patient still has to pay for any equipment or personnel damage. So, three to five minutes. Gold card. What do you think? What do you think?
1: I think it's really really expensive like I, i'm serious i'm looking at that number and i'm like how much do i make a year and then knowing <laughs> that it's not an annual not knowing that there's no yearly rate like they they expect that if if you're paying this much there's a good chance that you're you're not long for life like mm-hmm. you must be pretty pretty high value target if if you have to get one of these but three to five minutes is is significantly better than 10 minutes uh oh, when, yeah. when you're looking at like if you're bleeding what's out covered. And the, sure the the thing that still kills me about this is the fact that that uh the customer and the patient still pays for any equipment or personal damage like really for 34 grand a month uh, still well no in this one in this
0: one a- ammo and fuel costs are covered uh but yeah but the customer patient still has to pay for equipment and personnel damage yes so yeah yeah like that's crazy yeah for, for
1: 34,000 like you should be okay so well, think about it if, uh, if the w-
0: av4 goes down let's say the thing crashes how much do you think that can yeah. cost that thirty four thousand a month isn't going to cover for that even just that vehicle
1: Pro- probably millions right but how yeah. long are you even paying this this monthly rate with no sure. yearly discount but that's though? insurance right you that's know.
0: that's how they get you is that you pay yeah, monthly is- <laughs> it adds up by the time you actually use it it's like not even 10 percent of the total you. amount that you actually paid for the thing right yeah so
1: that's, that's yeah. how
0: insurance works
1: yeah it's it's yeah it'll be interesting um did you want to dive into the the stuff that we saw for 2077
0: um what do you mean the stuff we saw
1: for? oh oh, by the way i've got some uh, images
0: to show on the screen uh for you guys of mm -hmm. trauma team members while we talk
1: um yeah what do you think snazzy like uh well th- so when uh in in the discussion that we were talking about with uh the the uh, breakthrough video that we got a couple of years back um it was interesting because uh I was rewatching it last night cuz I wanted to to try and remember what the trauma team had kind of said and did um when they came to pick up the the client and it was interesting because um they recognized that the woman that they were rescuing had a platinum level membership, mm-hmm. which is higher, in my opinion, than the gold team trauma card, which we were just talking about. And I can't yeah. even imagine, you know, if if we're you looking does that at mean? the corporate executive, <laughs> yeah, the corporate le- executive level is is uh, twelve thousand uh, or twelve grand a month. the The high priority, the gold, is thirty four. I can only imagine that the platinum must be in the 60,000s or 70,000s a month to to have that coverage. And that coverage must be like, you know, within three minute time frame, like all expenses paid, all ammunition, fuel, personal damage, equipment, like everything's got to be covered by by a platinum level. And uh, it, it makes me wonder, you know, what kind of person gets captured by scavengers? <laughs> and and ends up in a chopping room uh who has a platinum level membership like how do they How do random thugs on the street who are just scavengers which technically i guess is a pretty pretty dangerous gang probably the the scariest because you don't know how many they are or what they look like but they managed to capture this person who can afford a platinum level membership like that's just I, i i have questions about that i don't know
0: well, I guess we'll have to find out. Yeah, I I, I don't know. That seems um, I'm sure there's a lot of scheming and setting up going on in the world. Like hmm. there are ways that people are working around these things in order to, um, you know, like, for example, a trauma team is only ever only ever comes out if they get a call or the card is used. So before that happens, if you can get to somebody and they don't use the card or they don't make the call, then the trauma team doesn't show up
1: that would be interesting yeah the the fact that you have to initiate it uh or you have to get to a point where you were fatally wounded right so what if you don't activate? fatally
0: wound them like what if you what if you kidnap somebody it doesn't Ooh. necessarily mean trauma team is going to show up um so there's it's kind of scary yeah there's there's ways of like working around this like this doesn't guarantee yeah. all safety this just guarantees that if you're in a life or death situation that you have somebody who's going to come try to
1: save you that's about it the fact that the yeah the fact that the scavengers were even able to block the signal for her trauma team card just by one chip in her head even that's kind of kind of scary to think you know you you could like this insurance could cover you for life and death uh but it's it's not it's you know it's completely worthless if they can get in To you without hurting you, fast enough to block the chip, Uh, because it doesn't seem like these guys care much about protecting you so much as just keeping you alive. When that's the worst, like it's not—they're not bodyguards. So it's that's interesting. Yeah, they get that false sense of security.
0: They have one goal, and if that one goal is circumvented, then or they show up and you're not actually in danger.
1: So I I have a quick question, uh, and and actually I might want to check and make sure that we aren't going to cover this. Um, Okay, so the one thing that I'm I'm curious about this is uh, how this system works if, say, there's an abundance of fights going on in Night City and there's only so many trauma teams able to respond. Does your level of membership trump other people's levels membership to the point where say you are a gold hoarder mm-hmm. and uh well that's a weird way to, you're a gold card member mm-hmm. and uh the there's you know there's a team out that's working on just a full body coverage you know like a a, a regular right. you know n- nothing and you snap that card like are they going to take care of that that lowest cost plan uh, first and then come to you, or or does your does your response time factor into regardless yeah. of how busy it is? Because uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, day. I,
0: I would assume that you know some a company like this is if they're guaranteeing a certain amount of time to get to you, then they are also guaranteeing yeah. that they have enough uh, teams on standby in order to handle whatever situation. Now. Assume, like, if the city just goes to hell and everybody is, like, you know, like, if some foreign entity comes in and attacks the city and everybody's in danger, then, of course, how to, you know, like... How do you manage that, right? Like,
1: do, do they just give give you a, like a, a an error message or like a four? Where they're like, hey, sorry, we're experiencing heavy delays. Right. You won't be able to pre-order your series X until right. such and such a time. Kind of thing. Like, you get a discount or something if, if they yeah. can't respond to you fast enough. Yeah, and
0: if and if that situation That's is happening, then are they even in commu- clear communication with their squads? You know, like uh, at what point does com- communication oh, yeah, break down be. because it's there's open war? You know, like. What if somebody is yeah. attacking the city, attacking mm. Night City, and then they signal jamming everything, and, you know, like, I mean, at some point, everything just falls apart if it becomes too too crazy, but, yeah, for, probably for everyday situations, they have enough squads to handle whatever's going on, would be my guess.
1: So um, cool. I love
0: yeah. it. Yeah, it's cool stuff. Um, so, uh, there's some other information here. I just kind of want to breeze through real quick before we move to news. Yeah, yeah. Um, operations during the time of the Red, so we don't have the full... Uh, release for the you know, the time of the red yet, but we do have a little bit of information here uh, due to the collapse of many corporations during and after the fourth corporate war, trauma teams suffered like many large corporations did. By 2045, trauma teams are now independent franchise owned groups, patrolling cities and responding to injured victims operating from an AV 4 urban assault vehicle of ambulance configuration and a belly mounted minigun. Trauma teams include a driver, first aid operative, two or more solo security agents, as well as a dispatcher. So things continue to evolve a little bit. The most interesting part about this is that they're franchise-owned so, they've gone to a franchise model rather than just completely corporate control. So, that's kinda um, kind of interesting. Business model in honestly. 2077. Yeah. In the Cyberpunk 2077 mission, breaking through, Trauma Team client Sandra Dorset is shown to have a platinum level membership. This is what you were talking about. Advertising yeah. materials for Trauma Team visible in a mega building lobby promise a three minute response time, apparently having improved since 2020. So, platinum level is three minute guarantee. So, crazy stuff absolutely crazy stuff um the
1: the idea of a of a franchise owned groups Kind of concerns me because I mean, when you have a corporate structure, one of the one of the guarantees of having a corporate structure is uniformity down the line from the top to the bottom. You can expect the same thing from McDonald's, regardless of which McDonald's you go to. But if you go to, say, like a subway where there's franchises, you don't always get the same quality sub that you get. And if, you know, we're talking trauma team here and you're paying 34 grand a month for, you know, a gold level membership, but your franchisee in the area is kind of on the lazier side with their equipment or their upkeep or their just regulations and they aren't quite following to the corporate standard, then you may not make it and there may not be someone to to call in and complain later on so yeah i i just kind of kind of worrisome in that aspect uh i i don't know i i feel like i would prefer to actually have just a straight out corporate run company if it, if that was what it came down to yeah hmm.
0: yeah it uh d- definitely opens up other potential issues with the way that th- that's yeah. managed for sure um also, to kind of wrap this up, I have some other images. I've shown some of the images that we got with uh, Cyberhunk 2077, uh, including this one, which is a screen capture from uh, some of the gameplay with one of the AV fours. Uh, and you can see kind of the medical ship setup with the side-opening door that the team can easily repel out of, jump out of, you know, land, walk out of. However, they need to manage to get in and out of the vehicle. Um, It's like a hover car for those of you who can't see the image because you're on audio also and one of the reasons why this is something that we've been talking about a lot is the comic book the trauma team comic book which is really interesting there's um, an image here from oh, it's all blurry let me see if I can get a better version of this image Um, from the comic book the art what do you think about the art in the comic book so far
1: it's so beautiful Oh man, I'm I'm looking at it and it's, it's actually, I don't think I have it with me. Um, but yeah, I was looking at it and I, I absolutely, I can't wait for the next issue. Uh, next issue is next coming out in October 7th. Uh, so not, not too far from when we're recording this. And I want to go pick it up because the ending to it was, is I still want to talk about it, but we're not going to, but no, uh, wanna, yeah, yeah, we don't want to spoil artwork. things.
0: So here you have yeah. um, an image Of uh, One of the ships taking off and returning um, Or actually I believe at this point they're taking off from the medical center Um, But you know simple image here check this one out. We've got another one of um, the team in a corridor And you can see you know they're moving like the positioning here is interesting one I love I love the uh, there's kind of a messiness to the art style If That makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's it's very loose, and it's almost uh, Graffiti like just like the walls of this room that they're in but you can see the two um, The two more uh, I guess these are solos in this situation the the two uh, equipped with the Submachine guns in the front and they're 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 hunched over they're doing like the whole like paramilitary You know like kicking doors open, you know keeping the gun tight to their face kind of thing And then behind them you have the medical experts coming from you know from the back, but they all have full-body armor they have helmets that completely cover their faces um, I mean they're equipped in the nines and this is you know for those of you who are watching this live this is what the artwork looks like if you if you're interested in checking this out later and you haven't been able to make the live shows you can always check out our videos that go up on on the robots radio YouTube so Yeah, so that's that's trauma team. I'm sure we're gonna find out more about them and um, like we've discussed I think there's gonna be some interesting places that we see them kind of slotted into 2077 through the story Um, uh, Let's wrap this up Logan this section has gone a little bit long We've got some news that we need to cover pretty quickly at the end of this But to kind of wrap this up up what kind of person we've talked about the kinds of people who would hire Trauma team, you know corporate executives maybe big wig gang leaders whoever has the money and the need to protect themselves at a dire you know in dire situation um but what kinds of people do you think would serve on the trauma team? Why would you do that? Like they must get paid a ton, right?
1: yeah. Um, yeah i I imagine this has definitely got to be ex-military uh people that have really high high value training for for instances like this where they're going to be thrown into combat at a moment's notice uh one of the interesting things that i think would be worth diving into sometime is um especially with comics like how does being a trauma team member actually affect your your mental stability like how do you cope with what you're doing you know your your whole whole life is nothing but trying to stop other people from killing the person that you're told is the one that's the most important to do that. So, you know, you have to be morally ambiguous or ambiguous about the situation because you're, you could potentially be killing people for the sake of trying to kill someone. But at the same time, your whole drive is to try and save everyone who can afford it. Right. So, right. And you're doing this daily.
0: Like this is your job. Like you might go out on, one of these calls every day
1: yeah (laughs) i I think you i think you kind of nailed it on the head when you talked earlier about them being a mercenary group you you effectively have to be a mercenary you have to be very calculated about the situation and and recognize each person as uh as kind of uh, Like equipment, you know, like you, you don't mm-hmm. want to leave equipment behind, but you recognize that there's other things that you have to take out to prevent you from not being able to get your your mark. So you really have to be kind of cold about that. And if you aren't, then, you know, you're you're going to you're going to run into some mental issues, I would imagine it takes a toll on everyone at some point.
0: Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good way to sum it up. All right. Well, let's move on to the middle of the show.
1: My name is Brian Burton.
0: It's been 26 years since the bombs fell.
1: And since I've left the vault. I've been trying to rebuild. But this isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. Omega. The Omega Broadcast, Fallout Story, is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources.
0: All right, guys, here we are in the middle of the show. It's the middle of the show. I need a, a little, I need a, like a, a song for specifically middle of the show. Um, well, welcome to the middle of the show. This is the part of the show where we thank our wonderful patrons the absolute best most awesome people in the entire universe thank you for supporting the show if you are interested in making sure that we can keep doing this and want to check out the cool rewards you can get like early episodes and ad free episodes and potentially extra special episodes that we might be putting out in the future talking about spoilery stuff then check out patreon.com cyberpunk lorecast and go go pull it up it's in the it's in the links in the show notes and check out see if it's something you want to support you can start at only three dollars a month that's less than a dollar an episode and if you'd like to pay more you can do that as well it's kind of pay as you want above that uh, and and there you go um, We don't have any new ones to call out this week, but thank you to all of our patron supporters. Also, another way that the show is supported is through the sponsors of the Robots Radio Network, who sponsor all of the shows on the network, including Audiobooks.com. And Audiobooks.com has the best deal. We got the best deal. Some people are giving away deals for two books for audiobooks.com. We have three books, including two VIP books, which means that by just simply clicking the link in the show notes, you can get for free three audiobooks this month. Super awesome deal. If you are spending a lot of time in a car, if you are working out, if you are at work and you are bored, you know, counting beans or something and you want to listen to something while you do it, then this is a great way to do that. So go check that out audiobooks.com we've uh, in the past recommended the Blade Runner book That is that is in there actually all of the books that I've looked up I've I've been promoting this a lot on all of the different shows Um, But every book that I've looked up Elder Scrolls books uh, Dungeons and Dragons books fantasy books uh, everything that I've looked up has been on there They've I, I haven't looked up a book that they don't have so if there's something out there that you you guys are interested in picking up and just haven't yet You might as well get something like that for free, Um, including the Witcher books. That's another one. The Witcher books are great, and if you're, I'm sure if you're a fan of CD Projekt Red, then you're probably a fan of The Witcher too. So, all right, guys. Well, that's that's it for the middle of the show. Let's move to news. Logan, there's some news to talk about. We have. Uh, should we talk about the, um, what, the elephant in the room? The first, the first news item here about uh, yeah. CD Projekt Red and and Crunch.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I figured this was kind of a a big thing for. I mean, I I was listening to other people talk about this, and it, it's definitely kind of escaped or gone past just the the normal groups of uh, people covering news. It's. A topic that seems to always come up when video games are being made, especially when those games are big name titles with a lot of anticipation and uh, a lot of hype behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we heard about this with Red Dead Redemption. We've heard about this with uh, other games as well in the past. And it seems like CD Projekt Red is no exception. Um Recently, we found out due to a uh, leaked email uh, from one of the employees that uh, Cyberpunk is moving to a mandatory six days a week uh, work schedule. Uh, This is in opposition to what in the past, back in 2019, uh, studio co-founder Marcin Owinski, I think is how you pronounce his name, had told uh, journalists, uh, I think it was Jason Schreier, that they were not going to be crunching on cyberpunk that was just it was out of the question they weren't planning on it and a lot of people have been talking about this and bringing it up um back in i want to say september of 2019 uh they pushed the the release date from i think it was intended march to uh i think they pushed Mm -hmm. it back to may and then i think when we got to um I want to say it was like April or somewhere in there. It was early in in 2020. They ended up pushing it back to September and we were like, okay, well, that's fine. You know, we knew it was going to come out here. You pushed it back to then. Now you're pushing it back to September. And then, you know, not too far off from September, uh, we ended up hearing that they were going to be pushing it to November. So they've been trying to. Uh, and, and I want to be clear about this. I'm, I'm not excusing the crunch. Uh, I'm not saying that crunch is good. I'm just trying to kind of bring you guys up to date with what they've been trying to do to prevent crunch. And at this point they've delayed the game almost an entire year, uh, to try and compensate for making sure that their employees haven't had to crunch on this game so cd project red has already been footing the bill uh for almost a year longer than they inting- originally intended uh to try and make sure that the game comes out in the best status that it can in the best you know with as few bugs and as as refined as possible um but we can't escape the fact that they are going to be crunching for the last six weeks. Um, at this point, it's a game that has already been sent for certification. So we know that the gold has been made uh, right <laughs> now. What they're probably crunching on is uh, the, the day one patch. Um, yeah. They're going to try and make sure that whatever does get shipped out has, has day one patch content ready so that when you get it, you update it and that way you have the best experience. But this calls into question um kind of the the design philosophy of games cuz um I wanted to to bring this up to you uh before we dive into it too much but uh I work at a job I'm not a game designer but I have worked overtime anyone that's worked retail has mm-hmm. worked overtime sure. anyone that's been in any company has worked overtime and the only difference between crunch and overtime is our terminology for it um Right, one and, of the main things that I wanted.
0: To- I also think that there's a kind of a an understood length of time and duration. Um, yeah. Overtime. So, in most industries, if you work overtime, it's kind of an unexpected thing, and it happens uh, seasonally. Usually, like uh, each different kinds of company it, it generally has a certain period during the year where f- work picks up. Whether it's close to the holidays or whatever. And so in order to accommodate that, the management will say, hey, we need, you know, we got an extra 20 hours this week that we need to plug in who who would like to do it or, you know, we'll pay overtime. It's generally planned for and compensated in situations where it isn't usually it's very short lived. It's like, hey, we we just went through a a merger. We need to make sure that we tackle all the stuff in order to make sure that it works out this month. Um, We're going to be working Saturdays for the next four weeks. That kind of thing. Um, But usually it's very short term in most industries. With video games, crunch, the video game industry, the, the, the difference here is that the crunch period can last for months. Sometimes it's just this eternal state, it feels like where the staff is just constantly in crunch mode that's where it becomes a problem
1: yeah yeah i think i think the biggest thing that i run into when it comes to crunch for video game industries is that they tend to uh, they, they tend not to take care of their employees during this time, and this time generally goes on for much longer than it really should. It's hard um, to know when the when end I is going to of... be there
0: with software. Yeah.
1: Software development, is. Yeah.
0: it's very difficult to know. You can plan as much as you can, but running into extra bugs, running into complications that you didn't expect is par for the course. Com- uh, systems are complex. Software is complex. The more complex the piece of software that you're dealing with, the more unexpected behavior it's going to exhibit.
1: Yeah. And you, and you talk to any artist, and they'll tell you that they're never happy with the finished product. Uh, I don't think I've ever met any true creative that has been 100% satisfied with the product that they shipped. There's always work that can be done on stuff too. So at at a certain point, you just have to, you just have to make that date and you just have to stick to it. And uh, one of the things that always comes into question is what do you want to do to try and make sure that what you're working on gets out on the date that it needs to and that everyone does what they can their best to get it to get it done you know i think of like god of war and i watched the documentary of uh how that was getting made and stuff and one of the things that i thought was very interesting was is that they had a set date and they ended up having to push back that date but one of the discussions that i don't remember from that documentary is how many hours the people at that studio must have had to put in the lead up to when they got to the point where they realized they weren't going to hit the launch date and they had to push it back and then how much uh how many hours the the people at santa monica studios had to work during that time between when their original launch date and the new launch date was um right was there like pre-crunch
0: and then you know the crunch between the two dates you know how did that work out
1: yeah yeah so when i think of when i think of crunch i I think no differently of the 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 ups and the fedex drivers every holiday season uh just you know busting their butts working you know 13 hour days to make sure that gifts are getting getting sent where they need to you know more and more people are ordering offline and that puts a lot more strain a lot more traffic and a lot more work on their hands so to try and bring it back to cdpr um I don't think that this is something I would want, but from my own perspective, knowing that I've been asked, I mean, I was Friday yesterday, uh, I was at work, my boss came over to me and asked if I wanted to come in for some extra hours for Monday. And I am in thankfully in a position in a company that allows me to say no and not have to worry about it. You know, we'll, we'll make it up, but if I don't have to work the overtime, I don't have to. Um, now there have been times where you know, things got really bad and there have been mandatory overtimes and thankfully California, you know, I have really good, uh, really good laws in place that protect me and make sure that I only have to work a certain number and I get compensated for that. CDPR is compensating their employees for this extra time. They aren't getting this, uh, unpaid, you know, they're, they're getting paid. They're getting taken care of. Hopefully I'm sure we'll probably find out. I'm sure that, uh, Schreier will probably have an interesting in-depth article over at Bloomberg at some point. Point, revealing the, the 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 things that happened over at CDPR uh, with the lead up to November nineteenth, um, I wish that this didn't have to be the situation. You know, I, I understand that CDPR is getting a little flack for this, and rightfully so because. At, at some point, when crunch happens, it means that there was a, a, a lack of understanding or a lack of planning, or that there was something that didn't get uh, thought of when they were kind of pacing out how much time they had. You know, is there something that should have been cut earlier on to the point they where shooting too they far? would have been able to yeah. hit? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's exactly. a managing. Yeah. It's a
0: managing of expectations is really what it is. Um, when it comes yeah. down to it, is people expect the product to be X, and if the if it is not at X, then they need to try to make up the distance to X before launch date, <laughs> right? Yeah. So if you promise less, then it's easier to hit that or go beyond it, and then people are happy. Um,
1: yeah, exactly. It's a balancing routine. It's- it is.
0: It is, and it is not easy. Um, now that doesn't mean that you know, like maybe they shouldn't have gotten ahead of this and said we're definitely not going to have crunch. But then again, maybe at that time. It looked like they were, they were good. You know, it looked like there was no problem. They I, were they were ahead of schedule. I think they did.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think they did. I mean, look, looking back at uh, June when we were when we were ha- when you know when they pushed back the date to September, they're like, hey, you know, game's done. We're just polishing, and everyone was like, cool. Well, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. You know, now to come find yeah. out that they need to crunch to get that that day one patch now, taken care of. The like- other
0: the other thing here is that we are we are not behind the scenes. You know, maybe this yeah. was a corporate wide decision, like a company wide decision where they talked to the the members of these teams and said, hey, what do you guys think about us doing some overtime for the next month and a half until we release? And the majority of the, the team members said, yeah, let's do it. Let's put out the best game we can because we want this thing to be awesome. And I could use some extra money, you know, like maybe they all agree to it. I, it's true. I don't know. Um, sometimes corporations communicate well (laughs) most of the time they don't (laughs) and most most corporate situations i've been in or large company situations i've been in the communication usually breaks down it falls apart but who's to say that they don't have a, a corporate culture that allowed for the the people working on this to say no we love this and we want we want to put in extra time and make sure that it comes out you know as the the best launch title of the new consoles you know who knows um so, yeah,
1: th- yeah, and it only it only takes one upset employee to send an email for right. a memo to a news outlet to say, well, like, oh, I wasn't doing. I can't believe they did this. Right,
0: I can't believe they told us that we're not going to do this. And it's like, oh, that's fine. You, you can legitimately feel that way. That's also why the other side of this is that uh, the, the countries that these companies work in need to have laws that also protect the employees should they no longer want to work in that company. So they have the freedom to go work somewhere else. Because there needs to be competition mm-hmm. here right and, and that's the other side of this is that the companies need to do what's right for the companies in order to make money in order to keep everybody employed but at the same time the individual employees need to be able to do what's right for them and for their lives and the lifestyles that they want to want to live and again it's a balance um, so as long as both of those things are being respected and the companies can make these decisions but also the employees have the right to go go work somewhere else then that's fine. You know, everybody will figure out where they need to be. And the companies that are treating their employees better are the ones who are going to end up with the better employees um, in the long run, assuming that people have the ability to move between companies and that uh, non-compete agreements aren't keeping, which is becoming a bigger and bigger problem in the U.S. You know, like I, I had to deal with that. I couldn't work in a company that I worked in an industry I worked in for a year after a merger happened, and it was none of my fault. I was doing an excellent job. I was meeting my bonuses every year. I was doing an amazing, you know, I was part of an amazing team doing awesome work, but based on things beyond my control, we went through a a merger, and I was not able to work within, and I've mentioned this before, I live in Florida. I was not able to work within the state of Florida, and I live in the middle of Florida, (laughs) for a year in that industry. I couldn't do it. I could be sued. And so I changed industry so I went into marketing and I started over and I decided you know what? I'm going to start over and I'm going to learn things that I don't know and I'm going to work my way back up because that's what I did before If I did once I can do it again. So that's what I did. Um, but yeah, like That's that's difficult. You know if I was a if I was a programmer and I was programming games and I had non-compete to not working out in the game industry What do you go do? That's uh, that's that's tough. Like how do you deal with that? So Uh, This needs to be something that is fairly treated by companies and by the law, and we all need to, as most of us as employees of other, you know, companies, individuals, whatever, need to be able to stand up for that. So that's my take
1: on the whole thing. Yeah. One thing I hope that and, and you know you never hear these stories and they may not happen so it could just be coming up with the concept of it but uh, I I know that my work at least when we work hard we play hard and they generally throw us big deals uh, uh, you That's know big good. barbecues and hangouts and stuff after we've had a crunch for a while you know and in my industry is completely unrelated to video game industry so the fact that my company does it just kind of reflects like. P- positivity and, and, and possibility that it happens in other industries. So, the thing that I would love to hear is, is that hey, you know, once CDPR launches uh, Cyberpunk and it's a, a success and everyone's happy, that the company uh, overall is just like, hey, you know what, week off, everyone earned it, and yeah. just gives everyone like a paid a paid week off or something like that to say like, right. you know, we had we get some extra hard vacation this year. It's tough. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. You know. and, and, and they have stated that, uh, they did kind of, and this is. A bad way to pose it because they're trying to they're trying to gloss over the fact that they're that they're a- asking for mandatory crunch uh but they did say that uh that the company wide uh earns a percentage of the profits off of uh, a cdpr i'm pretty sure um from the articles that i've seen that they, they, they get a percentage of the game uh once it actually releases
0: yeah they're all basically owners like co-owners in the value of the company. Yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah, so you know, that, And that, that might means. be another reason why most of the employees are okay with it, if they are. I don't know that they are, but,
1: you know, like. That's the real question. Yeah. yeah. If you are, if they, you are an are, owner are of the of product
0: and you've got, you know, 0.5% of whatever profits come in or whatever it is, along with everybody else in the company, then yeah, you're going to want to do as good as possible because that's your retirement. That's your retirement money, right yeah. there. You know, like <laughs> you take that and you put it away, and you know, like holy crap, we sold, you know, three hundred million dollars worth of this game this year, and you take your small percentage of that and you stick it in whatever investment you have, and you you let it grow. You know, like that's that's how you do. That's part of why you like. That's part of why I went into working with um, startup companies it was because of the potential for something like that. Um, it didn't work out that way, but there was some potential for that, and. Initially at the time I didn't mind working extra hours because I felt like I was investing in myself Rather than just doing somebody else's work for them. Um, So yeah, it's a complex issue um, But I'm sure lots of people are gonna have different opinions. It's unfortunate that they weren't able to hold to what they said Uh, I don't Mm -hmm. think that means that we give up on them or we just make assumptions about it I think it's one of those things where I I prefer to give people the benefit of the doubt on this stuff until we see a pattern emerge um, if this is you know one thing doesn't make a pattern. It's just one thing. So uh, there's a pattern of delay, yeah. you know, pushing things back. So there is that. So if you're all, I,
1: if you're upset about that, then that's a that the real sense. trick. Yeah, because I mean, that's that's the, the question that everyone right now, I think, as fans, I think we're all struggling right now is we're trying to think like, OK, are we OK with this crunch? Because we really want the game on November 19th, or are we OK with crunch? Because we recognize that it's just a part of uh, normal business practices and a lot of other industries. Or, you know, are we wanting the game so much that we're OK with this and we're giving it a pass because it's so close to being released? Or are, are we just no, we, we're overlooking the issue here because I. I don't think that crunch is acceptable. I think it's almost impossible to to not expect it at this point. Uh, Regardless, um, I just at this point, I just hope that the human beings that are making this creation have the satisfaction of the product once it's released and that they are treated properly uh, for the rest of the time that they are working on the next project until you right. know when they're getting close to the next launch they might have to you know how how much overtime yeah. have they been having to work for the last eight years that they've been making this right. game yeah maybe they haven't the had any weeks
0: like what if the what if in the last eight years they haven't had any crunch and this is the first time you know like they might yeah. have this might be a once in in eight year thing in which case that really puts it in perspective it's really not the worst thing in the world um Yeah. But then again, I I don't know. It would be interesting for more employees to speak out, although they may not be able to, because that might be against uh, what the company would want them to do. Um, Probably is. (laughs) Probably is. But, you know, if they have positive things to say, then it wouldn't be bad to hear them. Um, If they have more negative things to say, it would be good to know both cases. More information always (laughs) helps.
1: If if we did if we did start getting like positive messages out from the company would would you start running to that situation where you're like okay well is this is this marketing is this PR and it depends CEOs on the individual like, employees like,
0: hey. like how how it's messaged how it comes to light um, mm-hmm. you know uh, it depends um, true yeah I don't I don't have too much else to say though um, we're also kind of running late here so do you think we can blow through some of these other uh news yeah there's quickly
1: there's honestly the, the the main thing that i wanted to jump on honestly is the the cdpr release of the the commercial featuring keanu reeves right, um right. the seize the day ad came out and uh this was something so the the uh press release uh, came out and says the promotional video uh, was broadcast during game one of this year's NBA finals in the U S uh, between the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Miami heat in the commercial. Keanu Reeves invites players to join his character, John Johnny Silverhand in night city. When the game releases in November, uh, watch the seize the day commercial on YouTube. If you're missing it, uh, we'll, we'll hopefully we can get a show note or show a notes. Uh, yeah. We'll have the link. Yeah. and uh so and it just mentions that um cyberpunk 27 7 is going to be released on november 19th on pc xbox one playstation 4 uh with a version of google stadia uh set to launch in the same year which means not at launch uh yeah. and that the uh the the play playable versions on the series x and the playstation 5 will become available uh at a later date for free and i, I was curious to hear uh your thoughts on the commercial i absolutely loved it i thought it was a great showcase of some of the cool action bits and mm-hmm. uh, aesthetics from the game. Um, really didn't show us anything new the except for some of the Ripper Doctor scenes where it was clear that there were some hand augments and some spinal augments yeah. uh, being done to to your character or a character uh, that I absolutely loved. And um, yeah, I just I, I love the idea of uh, Keanu Reeves really kind of championing on this game for us um, in a time when Everybody, loves I, I Keanu just need Reeves. more Keanu. I just need more Kiano. So, seeing him and seeing a commercial. It it will be nice because my wife will see it and then she'll recognize like oh hey that's my husband has that console thing in the living room about that thing that <laughs> oh, was just yeah. on the TV. Keanu, Keanu oh, yeah. says the thing my husband does is cool. Okay, I'm cool with it
0: now. <laughs> the, <laughs> the thing much. about Everybody loves Keanu Reeves. He's such an awesome guy. Like he's he's such a nice guy. Like he seems like one of those few mm-hmm. people who's like really level headed in Hollywood. You know. Also, his speech patterns have to be some of the most unique there's something about mm. the way that he talks and I haven't been able yeah. to put my finger on it it's like everything has this relaxed gravitas you know like there's something about it does it's like <laughs> important but also like uh, <laughs> like there's like yeah almost like it's I, I don't want to say it's bad it's just different from the way anybody else talks Like he's not a bad actor. He's a good actor. He's done a lot of different roles. You know, oftentimes he gets put in like you know like action guy roles, but he's done a lot of different roles. He's you know he's been distraught and angry and upset. Like every type of emotion he can display. Like he's not. He's a good actor. There's just something about, and I think it's just his inherent speech. The way that he talks, I don't know. I I don't know if this is even worth bringing up. Yeah, I I love Keon. I think he's awesome. I think he's totally awesome. I watched the new Bill and Ted's, it's so good. He like, he totally went back into like, this is Ted, but he just is older, but he's still Ted. You know, like, (laughs) you know, like he does the Ted things, you know, like, like but then, you know, as John Wick, he's totally John Wick, and as, you know, Neo in The Matrix, he's totally Neo in The Matrix. Like, he's very different, and he's an actor, and he's a legitimate actor. But there's something about the way he talks that is always Keanu Reeves. And even in this trailer, you know, like uh, I I can't remember a specific line, but yeah, it's like something about him. I don't know.
1: Yeah, he he's uh, he's great. I, I just love he brings a lot of uh earnest with every every word that he he says, you know, everything yeah. that comes out of him. He just feels like so adamant about like being at the moment in that moment. He's always constantly thinking, you know, whether he's talking about yeah. agents or Jackie into the matrix or you know, he's he's out there like talking about you know, the importance of of his his love for his wife that was, you know, I'm not going to get into sure the dog, yeah. You killed know, my dog. He, yeah, it's it's like, like I can't believe you did that. It's right. like, ooh. Right. Okay. Right. I'm sorry I did that now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking I'm back. Yeah, like, there's yeah. just something about the, the delivery lines. that's just like, it's uniquely him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say that it's it's still really ironic that it seems a majority of his, his career has been playing roles named John or Johnny. Yeah, and that happens with I, a lot I, of actors
0: um, where they get like, <laughs> like, I mean, obviously he's not playing roles where his name's Keanu, but oftentimes actors will end up in True. roles where they are named the same as what they are named, or they end up with like a certain name. But, um, yeah, that comes mm-hmm. up regularly for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just look like that kind really of person. Funny. Um, yeah, funny stuff. <laughs> All right, dude. Yeah, if you haven't looked up the video, go look up the video. Um, the other thing to note about this is some people are like, oh, they put it out after this bad news in order to kind of change the conversation. And no, we're X number of weeks away from release. So they're, this was probably scheduled months ago. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, this was going to come out right about now no matter what. So.
1: Yeah, we're we're seeing Halo Nerf guns and H- Halo Infinite pillows right now. It, the game got delayed. This is just how marketing works. We're going to run into this stuff as you lead up to a launch. And if there's promos set in place, companies have already been paid. They're going to execute regardless of whatever, you know, stuff is going on with the, the, the designers of the game, because that's a, a totally different section yeah. that deals with that. They're
0: going to be doing stuff to so. positively promote the thing that they were going to be positively promoting anyway. Like that was the plan always. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's time to wrap this up. We've gone, man, we're, we're turning into an hour and a half long podcast. to so try to keep these things at an hour so they're digestible, but there's oh, just man. so much to talk about. So much cool cyberpunk stuff. Um, Thank you, everybody, for joining us during the live stream and the chat. Thank you for the comments and conversation, Um, the things that we couldn't call out. Hopefully, we responded to in text while we were doing this. Um, Also, if you are able to join us next week, we will be back at the regular time, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash robots radio. And if you want to check out our beautiful meat faces on video after this and you weren't able to join us live to see our beautiful meat faces we have the most beautiful faces Uh, people tell us this all the time they're like you are the two most (laughs) beautiful podcasters in podcasting all the time all the time and we're like oh go on go on I mean uh, no (laughs) whatever Um, but yeah you can check us out at uh, Twitch or YouTube on the Robots Radio YouTube channel if you just search Robots Radio YouTube it'll come up or you can go to robotsradio.net. Logan do you have anything else going on this week to talk about before we go
1: Keelhauled podcast as always if you guys want your Sea of Thieves news I got some interviews lined up for the next couple weeks hopefully and uh, hit me up on Twitter at c a p t underscore L-O-G-U-N come chat with me and uh, Tom in the Discord for Robots Radio we'd love to have some more conversation around uh, Trauma Team and what you guys thought of the comic and what you're looking forward to with uh, future uh, editions or issues and that's it for me cool cool
0: I'll be hanging out at After... Our stream. I am now officially doing office hours on Monday, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturday nights after the live shows. So Monday night's the Fallout Lorecast, Wednesday night is the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast, and Saturday night, of course, is this show, the Cyberpunk Lorecast. And after I'm done with the episode, sometime around usually 10 or 10.30 10 p.m. Eastern, I will be hanging out, answering any questions you guys have about podcasting, YouTube videos, streaming, gear and equipment. I've got plenty of it that I can tell you about. <laughs> I've spent too much money on all this stuff um, or even marketing how to get you know the products that you're making the content that you're creating out there for people to find um, so uh, you're welcome chat chat if you are here and you have some questions feel free to stay I will chat with you guys and hang out and then later on tonight I'll probably be streaming some Fallout 76 so that's what I got going on and if you aren't able to make it here this week don't worry I'll be back I'll be back on Mondays Wednesdays and Saturdays moving forward after each of the shows so alright Logan I think that's it Everybody, stay safe in Night City. We'll see you next time. Later. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at TheMidnightOfficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to The ro- Hey friends, this is Robots, the creator of The Robots Radio Podcast Network and host of the two original shows on the network, the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. These two shows have rocketed up the iTunes charts. They both together have over 155 star reviews in only a couple of months, with bite-sized episodes that take you step-by-step through the background of the games and the game worlds. They're thought-provoking, well-produced, and a lot of fun. I recommend you go check them out at robotsradio.net or on any podcast, reader, podcatcher whatever you use itunes spotify again that's the fallout lorecast and the elder scrolls lorecast available everywhere are you an avid player of the elder scrolls online and looking to take your game to that next level well the red diamond courier podcast is here to help i'm bob Chachinsky,
1: and i'm dogbark24
0: We are two experienced players aiming to help others learn and improve through in-game knowledge and references. From PvE, to PvP, and everything in between, there's sure to be something for you in the Red Diamond Courier. We
1: We hope hope you check check us out. out. Thanks. Thanks!